Welcome to the Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors and sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and software solutions for businesses of all sizes. My name's Steve Bowes. The Remarkable Comeback in U.S. Manufacturing Jobs For the first time since the late 1970s, U.S. employment in manufacturing has surpassed the peak set during the previous business cycle. This happened in May 2022, according to the revised 2022 payroll jobs data released by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And as of January 2023, the manufacturing sector employed just shy of 13 million Americans, the largest number since November 2008. After declining for three decades, manufacturing employment in the U.S. appears to have returned to growth. In the 2010s, manufacturing jobs rose slightly after a decade of steep declines. And even with the recent gains, the latest BLS employment projections still estimate that manufacturing employment will fall by 139,000 jobs between 2021 and 2031. The manufacturing sector, which accounted for more than a third of American jobs during World War II and stayed above 30% of jobs for most of the 1950s, is now at 8.5% of payroll employment and shrinking slowly. But the slower pace of decline represents a drastic change from the longer-term trends of the previous half century. One explanation for this shift is that globalization is no longer proceeding at anything like the pace of the 1990s and 2000s. Manufacturers have been reassessing the risks and rewards of having their supply chains spread out across the planet and have been reshoring some production closer to consumers here in the U.S., Another perhaps less encouraging explanation is that the huge manufacturing productivity gains of the 90s and early 2000s appears to have given way to a situation where producing more products actually requires hiring more workers. Another concern for U.S. manufacturing employment is the age of the workforce. Statistics from the Household Survey show that 24.6% of U.S. production workers, who are mostly in manufacturing, are now over 55 years old and thus nearing or already at normal retirement age. The rising share of manufacturing jobs held by 55 and older workers is mostly a result of demographic change, with that age group comprising 23.1% of the U.S. civilian labor force in January, up from a low of 11.6% back in 1993. It seems that manufacturing's decades of layoffs and adoption of lean techniques combined with little new hiring, have left it with a top-heavy workforce age distribution-wise. However, the sharp jump over the last couple of years and the percentage of production workers who are actually teenagers is a sign of what's to come, although expanding that component of the workforce will take some effort. Employers of all kinds have been backing away from bachelor's degree requirements for workers, and manufacturers, which generally didn't have those requirements to begin with, are having to scramble to attract young Americans who see factory work as unattractive. Besides the challenge of competing with other industries who are dropping or loosening degree requirements for new workers, manufacturers are also challenged to offer competitive compensation. Hourly pay of non-supervisory and production workers is almost 9% lower in manufacturing than in the U.S. private sector overall. However, steadier hours in manufacturing mean weekly pay is almost 10% higher, and benefits tend to be better too. Additionally, the number of U.S. high school graduates is projected to start falling after the 24-25 academic year, meaning a smaller pool from which to hire. 
All in all, it's looking like a new employment era for Americans without college degrees, which seems as if it could reshape the U.S. economy and society in lots of mostly positive ways. But it also seems as if it will pose big challenges for manufacturers and other employers who need to compete for and hire these workers. That's it for today's Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors.